0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Hotline League, because it is on a Tuesday, because I was in Arizona this morning doing a talk to the city of Glendale, uh, Arizona, not Los Angeles, uh, about eSports, and now I'm back. And I wasn't sure if I was going to make it back, because originally I had to book a late flight when I didn't know that my talk was in the morning. I was the keynote speaker, and then it was in the morning, and I found out I was the keynote speaker and so i i i had a, been upgraded to comfort and i took a flight earlier that required a flight coach um and uh and i did that for you guys so that's how much i love you how's it going mark
1: good ls replied to your tweet oh my god well, we <laughs> this is a good picture I'm just catching up on that. Sorry, I was I was doing riot work. I was actually working, which is why I was late. Normally I'm no, late no, because okay. I don't respect we had, you, Twitch nice chat. Little, but I was.
0: We had a nice little lag spike, which I know occurred for you and for me, and because I heard right as it lag spiked, I heard Kobe, who's playing League, go, "Oh my god!" So nice little. Oh, I didn't
1: there. lag. Just you lagged.
0: Okay. Well, whatever. Anyway. Um, uh, are you sorry.
1: good to Twitch chat? Twitch chat says F.
0: I think, I think I'm, I'm not
1: dropping any frames. You're good. They're just okay. dramatic. Uh, did you hear what I said? LS replied, and then also that you used a good picture and caption?
0: No, I didn't hear that. The, 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 the promotional tweet?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I need to reply uh, and, and to I, LS, actually, because he asked me about my Magic the Gathering tweet. So I need mm. to see what we can do. Ooh, you
1: can actually respond you can like when he does his magic comparisons about legal legend stuff he's like oh this is such a red draft or a blue draft you can you can like fake understand you get it and just start be like no i think this is more like a blue green yes um tempo mid-range exactly um, exactly
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna try after the stream or after the show i'm gonna try opening packs on stream for subs this is how i can fund my magic the gathering habit uh That's a good idea. Which brings me to our sponsor shout-out for the night. Tonight's Hotline League episode is brought to you by Alienware. Thanks, Alienware, for sponsoring the show.
1: I don't know what I was expecting. It sounded like there was something weird about to happen. Well, I think the the
0: implication, you know, is... uh, Mm -hmm. No, I because guess I should. The implication. I guess I should just. I guess I should just uh, address it. So, you know, we loved Grubhub. We loved working with them. Uh, they are, I, I. It is not anything that we did. They loved working with us. Uh, but they, you, you might look and see that in the space right now, the only thing they are sponsoring is the LCS. So they're no longer sponsoring Hundred Thieves this year. Or uh, they had a partnership double if They had some other folks, other things too. So, uh, 2023,
1: good year for sponsorships, everybody. Trust us.
0: Yeah, people who know Kelby or remember him from the show, uh, He's he runs partnerships over at Loaded. And he tweeted yesterday, Not news to 81, but man, 2023 is brutal for marketers. I feel for all my clients and colleagues and can't wait for the economy to recover one day and I will just say we had an amazing 2022 um but uh it's been it's been a rough start to 2023 so uh you might well I'm probably gonna do a video uh just talking about the the whole situation with TGI and all that stuff there's nothing to worry about but you might start to see as the year progresses us scaling back some of our content unless we can Find some additional partners, so we'll talk about that. Well,
1: stuff and I, I'm pitching Travis on a lot of big ideas. I just need to see if he'll actually sign off and do them with me. Yeah. Um, some sites, yeah.
0: Mark, for content. Mark. Okay. What is ever? What do you all think in Twitch chat about us, Mark and I, making a OnlyFans or Fansly? Uh, let us know. <laughs> That's Mark's big idea for but, how but, we, but
1: unironically, actually using it to upload content or like um, safe for work content. <laughs> So he says
0: only Mark Fansley. And you know, that's just a big insult. Uh thanks thanks a lot. That's that's after somebody said that my hair is <laughs> weird right now.
1: I'm just I, I wouldn't want to like actually like take lewd pictures or anything, but like just have like exclusive interviews, maybe a bit of extra content, you know, like I'll film a, an analysis piece that's not gonna make it into the blame game, you know, like We're not you know, gonna was- do that yet.
0: Uh we're no we're not near that that cliff.
1: Like, Patreon, but Patreon's lame. Yeah. It just sounds Think about how much cooler we would sound in the space when everyone else is like, "Sub to my Patreon to support my YouTube channel." And we're like, "Sub to our Lee. So
0: true. So true. We're going to we're it's going to be an interesting year. We're I mean, we're we'll see, we'll see. We're going to go out and see what we can get in terms of partnerships and all that stuff. I'll probably do a video updating everybody on it. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at. Anyway, Back to my constant co-host Mark Zimmerman. What did you get up to this week? What did you watch? What's going
1: on? Um, so I've only watched one of the new Physical One Hundred episodes, and it absolutely continues to live up to the hype. It's such a good show. Um, Last of Us episode four. I have not no seen spoilers. it. Yet. So no spoilers. It was good. It felt short compared to the others, and maybe it was because I think they are doing like variable runtimes. You know? Yeah, they're very. Um, variable.
0: The first episode is like a movie.
1: Yeah, the first episode is like a movie. The third episode is a bottle episode that feels like a movie. Um, but this one just like felt kind of normal. And like it's very much like kind of getting into the middle portions of the show. And uh, it's not bad. It's good. But just like felt like a kind of a setup episode. And there were still some really good character moments in like, development and stuff. So it's still good. just really good. Um, no spoilers. Movies. Movies. Did we watch a movie? I have not watched anything. Ashley looked at me and shook her head. I need to
0: start Andor. I never watched it.
1: I I haven't done that yet either. Maybe we should do an Andor book club. Yeah, maybe. Uh, For our fans league. Um,
0: (laughs) That's what it is. You can subscribe (laughs) to Watch Mark and I talk about movies. All right. Uh, What else? Okay, so... I had a, a good- What else?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Probably nothing else but the LCS, huh? A, nothing big. I had a pretty good, a pretty good week.
0: Uh, but So it's just Mark and I this week, in part because we weren't sure about the timing in this episode. There was even a world where we wouldn't get this episode out this week, or if we did, it was going to be late on Wednesday, which felt bad. So I apologize to everybody. Um, I can't afford to turn down opportunities at this point in time. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, so the hot news this week was- uh, some LCS drama, some LCS broadcast drama, and Mark and I talked a lot about it. And yet, during all that time, I never asked him how he wanted to handle it on the show. So now we're figuring <laughs> yeah. it out live. Mark, do you, are um, you do you want to just recuse yourself, and I can, I can no, handle it? No,
1: because because I do want to say some stuff. I don't want to be be silent on it because, like, uh, let's just say that like I don't prefer. For for sensitive topics, I prefer not to do Twitter. I would usually like if I'm going to say anything, prefer like twit longer or like a big Reddit post or Hotline League and stuff like that. And so the fact that this got pushed back a couple times I and mean, it was a little slower to to talk about this kind of stuff, but I do I do want to talk about it. LS, submitted but I, I'm a take. Not, if, if you start saying something crazy, I'm going to have to slide out of frame.
0: L- LCS submitted, or sorry, LCS. LS submitted a take about the LCS on the chat. LS if you, if you I, I know, us, I told join, to join a room. Join, I can't join pull him until he joins the room. Call room so that we can get you. We can get you in. Uh, anyway, now yeah, we could we could talk a little bit about it then, um, and and we can probably take calls about it. Uh, but for those that don't know, if you completely had your head in the sand, I know a lot of people just don't like go to Reddit. And if you didn't go to Reddit, you probably wouldn't have seen too much of this drama. You might have even been confused because like LCS put a statement out, but um on friday the lcs ran a segment with la as the uh, face of the the segment where she discussed basically all the drama that happened between double lift and tsm allegations the legal paperwork that was sent to peter a lot of the stuff uh i think and and I'm just gonna. I'm just putting the context out there, and I'll share opinions and all that stuff afterwards. But there was a a lot of responses. Some people thought, uh, you know, it's fine. Some people really took issue with the idea that the LCS broadcast would in any way kind of embarrass or shame an, a partner org. And then there were other people who took issue with it because of sort of the the jokey way in in which it was presented around serious issues like allegations of uh, verbal abuse and all that stuff. So that uh, was kind of like the, the three main reactions that I saw to all of it as it all broke out. And you can go see on Reddit and all this stuff, the kind of conversation. Riot released a statement about it, basically saying that it didn't meet their standards, that... Uh, they apologized to TSM and Double and former TSM staff and players in the LCS community. Uh, also, said basically that LaTigress, while she was the uh, face of this, they have or she has their full support and they feel bad about the negative impact that the, this had on it because they're basically saying, like, hey, you know, we. The, the broadcast is not one person. So uh, anyway, that's the drama that occurred. Uh, and it got really, it, it ramped up really quickly, I guess is what I will say. Yeah, because I, I think- I, I
1: underestimated their reaction. Um, um, I we, we were talking a little bit right after the segment aired, but before the, the drama kind of blew up. And I think both of us kind of had our finger on the pulse of it being like, ooh, this is a- a testy, like once the segment aired, you and I started yeah, they had uh, clipped messaging it. back and forth.
0: They had clipped it and put it on the Twitter, on on the LCS Twitter, and then they deleted the tweet pretty rapidly. So I think yeah. early on it was became clear that this was not something that had been received well.
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's the thing that like if anyone was like following the live discussion threads, Twitch chat, um, even just like Reddit threads that were kind of like getting up and then getting nuked probably because they weren't meeting some rules um, by the modding. So like it was something that was like bubbling under the surface. And I think um, it was something where you, like, you probably hadn't seen the end of it, you know? And so I think to the point about, like, the drama, there's a couple things that happened. There was obviously the segment in the initial backlash, um, which got a Reddit thread on Saturday. I think it was, like, Saturday morning. It was was up there. Um, But then Gabby did her apology. And then people really, some people really attacked her for that. Um, and then that came out on Sunday and then the riot apology didn't come out till Monday night. So it was like this every day there was a new thing, which, which was the uh, most shocking
0: of it all, because I've just like, I've not, riot is not known for slow comms on things. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I was surprised you took that log
1: on that point. You would think that like with PR, if you know that there's something that's somewhat controversial going in the community, you might prepare a statement prior to needing it and to that way when you need it.
0: I do want to point out that Jackie Felling, who evidently has returned to the role, um, though I don't know if she's made an official statement on her return or anything like that, but she did get into the Reddit thread pretty quickly with somewhat of an impromptu statement that got downvoted to oblivion, which is always the downside of like trying to respond to something actively on Reddit is if people don't, they're just angry. They're going to like make it so, so nobody can see. So it's not, I want to be clear. This is not the first time that they had, they had addressed it, but
1: yeah. Yeah. So anyways, there, there's just like a lot of angles to it. Um, to this point, it wasn't just like one sec, like the segment that was bad. And then people reacting to it. It was like, there was just like waves of it coming through. <laughs> um, and I don't know. So, so I think people should be caught up. You had a, an opinion you want to share?
0: Well, I think we can just wait. I'm sure we'll get a call about it at some point in time. And so we can, we can bring people in on that, on that front.
1: I don't know if I want to take a call
0: from someone on this.
1: I mean, you. I
0: I can manage that discussion. I mean, you, you don't need to. I I don't. I don't think it's fair to like. I, I trust that you're not going to pull somebody who's like, Gabby should just be fired and like what? But it, but like, joke or whatever. but
1: then it's to to that point. People are just going to be like, oh well, you just pull someone who agrees with you or whatever. So yeah. it's it feels okay, like okay, a lose lose fine. in that sense. Okay. In, um, in that where case, like, you and I. Yeah, can I'm not going to do... pull anyone that just flames a colleague.
0: You and I can just uh, sort of share our opinions. And uh, go from there. So, um, here's my take. Uh, and I realize this is controversial. Might be getting me in a little bit of hot water, but I want to be I want to be honest. I, as I said before, I think there were three different takes. There was one which people are okay with it. There was one that people thought like, "How dare they talk about a partner org this way?" And then the third thing was about the, um. Tone not feeling like the right fit. Uh, I think that I am actually okay with the LCS addressing drama between players and orgs and all that stuff. Uh, I think the tone is the biggest issue. I was in camp number three, uh, where I think the sort of setup or way that they wanted to present it was like, oh, this is like the hot goss, or this is the tea that we're sharing or something like that. Like all this stuff went down. For the majority of the segment, I think that would have probably been okay. The issue comes whenever you start talking about very serious issues involving people who were treated very poorly, allegedly. Um, and and that that's where it starts to become very unfair, right? Like you should never... Be using that stuff to make light i think the reason why i'm okay with it being addressed at all in the in the first case in the broadcast is i think oftentimes there are really big things that go down in in the lcs world and this stuff does get addressed in traditional sports i know not everything has to be the same as it does in traditional sports but it always feels very discordant when there's some big stuff that has happened and the LCS broadcast feels like they have their head in the sand and they're just like, no, 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 no nothing happened, nothing happened, everything's fine, everything's fine. Um, and so the way that, in hindsight's 2020, 20, I'm not saying if I was in charge of the broadcast, this is the way I would have done it because, you know, you, you can always learn afterwards. I think an interesting way to have done it would have been to say, look, we got this double lift TSM match coming up. There's a lot that went on during Doublelift's break from the LCS. There were allegations that we are not going to get into on the show right now because we don't think this is the right place. You can go and look at Riot's response to that. There was an investigation. All that stuff is available on lolliesports.com. But we do want to talk about how intense things got between Doublelift and his former organization, and why, like, there is a lot that is going on um, yeah. between this player and this this organization. And uh, admittedly, it's not between those players. It's not like he hates those players, but I think referencing the fact that all this stuff went down, and he has potentially a reason to want to extra beat TSM versus Ding.
1: Well, so. That, that's where I think, um, I know some people are like, oh, this stuff happened years ago, why bring it up? It's cool, it's because Doublelift hasn't played TSM in, in two years. And when I say this stuff, I mean, there's a lot of different angles that you can take about it. And I think um, the idea being that Doublelift cares about being this org, not in the unceremonious exit from TSM, not talking about the abuse stuff, I just mean like the sword art is he signing or not signing? And, uh, you know, they get zero six at Worlds. He's not sure if he wants to play with TSM. There's this awkward exit from the team. And then he's out of the LCS for two years. And he left the LCS for that explicit reason. And now he's playing that team. Like, the thing you need to realize is that, on average, there's a 25% viewership churn that occurs year over year. And this has been two years. So there's a chance that a totally non negligible portion of our audience does not know that, Doublelift was on TSM, went 0-6 at Worlds, and then got put into this like kind of forced retirement by this organization, and that left a very bad taste in Doublelift's mouth. And you know, there's a bit of bad blood against this team. And people, I, I know that has nothing to do with the current set of players, but it's a, it's a is an interesting storyline, I think, um, for some people. To your point, to you can then either decide whether or not you include the full list of allegations or like things that came up during that time period. Or if you are going to do them, you have to make sure you hit the right tone. And I think you can say that um, that you know you could have gone either route there: either like bring the tone down and be really serious, or that like, hey, those things are not really relevant uh, or like necessary to, to hit this beat. And we can pull pull this out um, and, and remove that part. And I think you know when you talk about you know, Gabby took a lot of the brunt for for being the one saying this, but you know what the community said and what riot said so with their statement i wish i wish they said it earlier to protect you a little bit but like lots of people saw eyes on that and they could have made either of those adjustments um and those adjustments weren't made and as a result you, you have this piece that i agree and i think everyone agrees was was not great so um to that point like i i do think it is a relevant topic to the lcs double lift versus tsm just the verbal abuse allegations and the fines and all that stuff need to be included in that no not necessarily so i think i do think there's like some Uh, things to learn and and walk away from it. And that on just that segment topic, like, yeah, I think it it wasn't great. I think that it should have been done differently or whatever, but like, you know, um, it happened. And then the fallout is, is just a different thing. I don't know if you had any, any thoughts on the,
0: yeah, I feel, I feel bad that Gabby ended up in the situation she did. I think a lot of people were very offended you know, and for good reason about the way that that segment was done. I don't, I think the bigger question should have always been, how did this end up on the broadcast and how did it get to this point rather than, Oh my God, I can't believe this singular person did this. Um, and Mm. I think what has happened here is somewhat of an effect of, people already have strong opinions about Gabby and whether or not those those opinions are fair or not there's a lot of people who i think wanted to take this opportunity to really go in on her and i'm not sure if other members of the broadcast would have received the same level of vitriol and so i think that that has been something that's been pretty disappointing to see because i don't i don't know i feel like Here's the thing. I know people have mixed feelings about Gabby's interviews. I know people have mixed feelings about her casting. Uh, Every interaction I've had with this person is that she is like a really wonderful, nice human being. Uh, I've never known or heard anything of her being vindictive or shitty or rude or anything behind the scenes. And so it's always going to be pretty painful whenever somebody like that gets just raked over the coals over and over again. And, And so I think that that's what was was painful for me obviously this is a tough situation um but i think the fact that she got so targeted where i think people's frustration should have been more broadly applied uh, is disappointing
1: yeah and i mean the the knowing her she was probably like probably very upset about the piece and seeing the feedback too and people and you know Feeling bad for the people that were put out by both uh, former players or members of the cor- current org who are not around for that kind of stuff, um, and I, I'm sure that that weighs on her. But I think it's especially ironic where people who are supposedly standing up for others who were uh, bullied or verbally abused then like attack someone over their apology and c- cause more hate. It just seems very like you're causing just the exact same problem that you're supposedly standing up for with how you, uh, what you're supposedly upset about, you know? So it's like, it's hard to believe that that was an empathetic response. And like you said, not just something where it's, um, predetermined dislike of someone and using this opportunity to weaponize it and, and go after them. So, yes. uh, it's, it, it felt pretty bad.
0: Now, serious situation. Obviously, if I can set all that aside on the shelf, for just the end here and say, only in eSports could you tune in to b- one of Riot's eSports and see broadcasts and see a caster casting that eSport and then tune into another of Riot's eSports and see a legal documentation from that person uh, th- <laughs> threatening action
1: <laughs> against the Wait, what player. are you talking
0: about? Talk about the legal document it, that was sent to Peter that they showed on the broadcast.
1: Oh, oh, that he tweeted. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that that whole scenario that was going down at the time was. was it's just like, just insane. can you
0: imagine if it's like, yeah, there's like a a lawyer who's also a commentator in basketball, and then you could switch over to baseball where that lawyer's signature is on a document being showed. Threat. It's just very funny. It's um,
1: just very funny. So to to transition out of this, unless you have more on it, uh, some people in Twitch are talking about like you know right should put their statement out first. I, I agree. You know, like with PR, like uh, speed is so important, and I think mean, there's no better ob- uh, argument about this than Impact trying to cave my head in <laughs> late Friday night. Did you see, you you saw this? Travis, I sent right? it to
0: you. I was the oh one right, that you sent me the Reddit thread. It. Yes, Mark yeah. and I were talking on on Messenger. And I, I opened up Twitter about the other and Impact is fucking coming at Mark on, on Twitter being like, you should have this job if you can't understand why I made this play. If you don't know what I'm doing this Mark, clip, you have no human rights. <laughs> I just link it to Mark and I'm like, by the way, Impact's going after you at 1 a.m. Uh, yeah,
1: uh, it, was, it was so – like I find it funny in, in retrospect and like Impact's a nice guy. So I, I knew like if I just responded to him and like was honest, you know, it was – it would have been fine. And so um, I said, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, I know why you made the play that you made. And I didn't represent that because, like, the point of the segment was, like, tips and tricks for fans not to be breaking down impact. But I see how this might look like I'm criticizing you. And so, I, you know, I apologized and said, like, my bad, dude. And then he deleted his tweets. And he was, you know, we DM'd a little bit afterwards. And we're both chill. And it's, it's, like, not a big deal. But then as that happened, you know, this Reddit thread goes up where people have taken his tweet and now there's this big Reddit thread blowing up and they're like, oh, God damn it. It's like 2.30 at this point. And so I hop in the Reddit thread and I type up the whole thing about, you know, like, oh, I was like during a, a delay or like that big fill. And I hadn't looked at these clips in like two days. You can see that I don't even know what clips are in the highlight reel anymore. Cause I do like 10, 10 segments a weekend, you know, I'm like, I can't remember all the clips. And so, you know, I'm just like, yeah, accidents happen. I apologize to Impact and like, uh, I think we're cool. And you know, it blew over, the thread was deleted, and, like, the comment that I left was fairly upvoted on Reddit. And I think this just shows the importance of, like, keep, like... You can't ask everyone to be awake at 1.30 to defend themselves, of course. But I just mean, like, if you can get involved in the narrative as it's being built, you can really direct it a lot. And so, like, if I didn't do that, then he probably doesn't delete those tweets. And then that thread, when I wake up the next morning, is up there. And I'm like, oh, shit. Um, you know? Yeah, I so, think- like.
0: It okay. It does. It takes companies a while to get stuff out, but I do agree with the idea that, like, if the LCS's uh, tweet had gone out before Gabby's, it probably would have been a lot. Well, better.
1: and like we were like we were saying, everyone who was had their finger on the pulse of this thing knew that there was a potential on Friday night that this blew up. Yeah, you know, and for me, it's like we'll just do a little bit of foreplanning planning and have something ready to go should it blow up or you know whatever. Um, and so. I, I think, uh, I don't know. I've, I've been in enough controversies at this point that I see the power that, like, having this very hands-on approach has. Um, and this is just a perfect example of it where, like, Impact's not that mad. He just, like, fired off a tweet late at night, you know? And I was like, hey, man, my bad. He's like, oh, okay, delete. And it wasn't a big deal.
0: Did you talk to him?
1: Yeah, we, we DM'd. And oh, I was okay, like... Okay. "Cause so So he deleted the tweet, and I sent him... A message saying no why'd you delete the tweets i think it's fine for pro players to like if they don't like a segment to comment on it i mean maybe he was a little more aggro than i would have liked yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just so funny because then fudge and tenacity came out of the woodwork and they were like well actually i'm not sure that was a good play <laughs> you know and like oh they were defending you so... i missed that yeah they, they came out like not like de- outright defending me but but like impact was like you know flaming me and then they're like well it, it might not have been a good alt anyways impact for a different reason yeah, it, yeah. it was I don't know. It's just this kind of stuff where, like, it's not a big deal at the end of the day, you know. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna blow over. But, like, yeah, I think just, just being available, being prepared to, to discuss and admit when you're wrong, I think is endearing. I think a lot of people on the internet are really afraid to admit they're wrong. You know, like, you, you catch them out in something, and they're like, no, 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 it's totally different, this other thing. And I'm just like, ah, yeah, I'm a, I, you're right. In fact, that warning. Yeah, I, the
0: last thing I'll say here is Agarda in the chat says, with all the backlash around the Dash situation, people are also after blood. And I think not just a Dash situation, yeah. but like the thing that I told I, – I think one of the things we'd said or I was talking to you is just like the there's no more there's, – there's no more goodwill left. Like LCS doesn't have any credit with the community, so – They've 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 run out of fumes, and now anytime they fuck up, people are just like not willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, um, because they've just felt so frustrated for so long with so many of the decisions. And well, so, I think that's that you have to really be careful these days, you know.
1: And to be fair to the community, like if the LCS has done a bunch of things you don't like, these changes, you don't feel like they communicated enough in the off season. Like, yeah, we have to earn that back for you. Yeah. And like, it was just so funny that like we had like. We had that great segment with me and Jack, you know, and we're like, hey, some people are liking the LCS. And then I was like, ah, shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I think we should get into the show, and maybe we should grab our first caller
1: who's already in the waiting room. The only person in the waiting room. No one else deserves to breathe the same Discord air as this man. Yes.
0: Go check his... Oh, he's muted his... Oh. <laughs> he. LS, you have to unmute your headset so that Mark can talk to you. Uh, because... If you're if you have your headset muted, you can't hear him trying to grab you. Uh, my, I, know my I told him, or I'm trying to tell him, because I see his headset uh, muted.
1: Wait, he said, yeah, no, no, no. Listen to me. He, I said, we'll probably talk about this drama for a bit and then bring you in this controversy, and then he said, okay, do I need Skype? And I ghosted him, and then he sent five minutes ago, brb in thirty. Lol. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Guys, guess what?
0: Uh, oh, we, that's a tease. Okay, we're gonna have LS on the show later tonight, but for now special we're gonna guest
1: LS. Let's let's talk. <laughs> I need about, to pull people now because I thought we would have him. Shit. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So we we yes. talked about the drama, but let's let's talk about the other things that happened this week. Um, the audio
1: blew up. What? The audio blew up. Remember, we we had an hour oh, delay. Oh
0: yes. Oh, I didn't even. Yes, with all the the Gabby stuff it and the TSF stuff it just that broke me. Okay. All right.
1: I don't. I don't mean to hate on my EU brethren, but this was our first serious pause of the entire okay, year. Everything this was else not we a resolved. Pause. Well, so I just mean like delay. It was our first real delay. We've had a couple of like this was bigger you know,
0: than a delay, buddy. All right.
1: It was an hour, bro. Did you have you? No, I'm not just talking about other the hour. In the I, world? I was
0: on the way to the studio, and then I'm just like, okay, Drew. I guess we're gonna go get Chipotle with my Chipotle card. Because I'm not saying it wasn't people. a big
1: deal. I'm just saying like, this was the one time we had a tech issue so far. It but sucked, it's bigger but like, than
0: just a pause, dude. People drove to the studio, and I feel like you're underplaying the, it.
1: No, no, no. I, I, I don't mean to say that it wasn't very disruptive and for fans who showed up disappointing and all that stuff. I just mean in terms of like actual impact on the course of the day for viewers at home, it was an hour and it was the only thing we had and then the rest of the day moved along actually faster paced than before we were able because we could get people into lobbies faster we, we cut the turnaround time down to 10 minutes. Um, Mark Z it had the the LCS I had. Do you think that led to a better show? We should get play from home all the time. The LCS had three
0: good days <laughs> they had three good days he's like listen guys we made it through three days over. without a watch horrendous some other, tech you watch issue. Some other, Where's I'm the saying, credit? You watch some other things. Where's the credit, folks? We, we were, were able to make it, it until that through three whole days, and no one wants to give us credit for. Oh, suddenly on the fourth day, you have a big tech issue. Everybody has to go home. <laughs> Mark, you know that the LC, uh, the LEC, to your point, had one extra week before the LCS, and then they broadcast fifty percent more often than you guys. So I think that means that they've had like th- three times as many games as you guys had had by that point in time. Or three times as many days, and uh, and so I don't sure. I'm not sure if this is apples to apples, my friend.
1: It's not supposed to be. <laughs> this is what they call um, logical fallacies. Okay, okay, I love them. Great. I use them left and right to bamboozle people. Great.
0: Okay, so <laughs> I'm not being bamboozled by this. Uh, OK, so obviously there was that thing on Sunday, which was very tilting to or Sunday, Jesus Friday, which was very tilting to me because I I not done as many interviews like, oh, oh, I almost forgot about this shit. OK, guys, oh, listen, here. Oh. listen here, guys, on on fucking Thursday, I'm supposed to get an interview with TL and I was waiting for Ayla. Drew and I are sitting out there for 45 minutes outside waiting for this interview. It keeps oh, getting delayed. It keeps oh, getting this delayed. shit. Eventually, I'm just like, fuck it. We're just going to leave. I'll do a bunch of interviews It was Yawn, not Ayla, but yeah. And I'm in the car uh, like, oh, yeah, Yawn, not Ayla. And I'm in the yeah, car yeah, leaving. And I, as I'm leaving, they finally, I see T.L. come out of the building. And I pull up next to Yawn. And I'm like, dude, what happened? I waited out there forever for you. And he's like, oh, it was Mark Z's fault. He, uh, he, he, we were waiting forever in this dark room and he wouldn't let us leave. I was like, what the fuck? And then, uh, he's, and he said, Jan said to me, Mark Z literally said, it's okay. It's Travis. You can just make him wait. And then, and then the next day, I'm like, okay, finally I get Jan. This will be good. I could do the interview. And then I get, there's just no interviews that day because we can't go to the studio. And then, I go to – Dodo's like – oh, tweets at me and is like, oh, you can come to Alienware Training Facility if you want to do an interview. I go there and I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, at least I'm getting the interview today. In fact, I'll get two since I didn't get one yesterday. He's like, oh, yeah, because Mark Z's thing. And I was like, yeah. Dodo agreed with the idea that it was your fault. So um, all I'm saying is I just got screwed left and right by the goddamn broadcast and Mark Zeroman being the lead culprit on it.
1: He did get a yawn interview, everyone. It's out right now. It's a good interview. And in that interview, he brings this story up again. Um I I told them to say this shit too, by the way, when I when, you know, they were like, oh, what about this? And to be fair, uh, there were some hiccups around some stuff, and I won't I won't blame people. Yeah, you oh, know why you shouldn't case. blame people
0: because it's all the broadcast's fault, Mark. Okay.
1: It's not me. That's all I'll say. Oh, and I said, no, no, no. You should all share maybe? responsibility. I, I asked I asked if we should send them out to you first. I asked, I said, I'm down to wait.
0: It falls on all of you. Okay, anyway, so that and happened.
1: And once we decided not to wait, then I said we should flame your ass. Also,
0: my CLG skepticism was vindicated this past weekend. I am not a CLG hater. I think that they can be good. But last week on the show, I was taken to task for not being a CLG believer. And then this past weekend they went zero too. So that's also a thing that happened. Uh, and one of those losses was to fucking immortals, by the way. That's even below my expectations.
1: Um, and then, Jesus, dude, what did what did I just said Jesus? Because you said,
0: oh, the immortals just, just
1: just fucking immortals, like they like shit in your coffee or something. I mean,
0: I love revenge, but that team is not looking too good. Um, I yeah. Anyway, uh, let's just get to callers.
1: All right. We'll get the first caller in here. Okay.
0: Off Mark goes to grab our first caller. We got Dead Solo, Robot Russ, Schleppard, and Darth Buchanan. Thank you for the subs. Fossil Egg as well. Mr. T. Nelson, Ian 7 j 2 Oh, no, Mark's not back in. Uh, Euros, lo, lo, you lose. You Euros, you lose. I'm this Infinite Crisis gifted a sub and also subbed and Manly Muppet as well. No fooling. Thank you, everybody. All right. First caller here is Pablo Here's Pablo, where are you calling from?
2: I'm calling from uh, North Carolina.
0: North Carolina. Are you going to go to spring finals?
2: Yeah, actually. I bought tickets last weekend.
0: Uh, what do you want to... Uh, congratulations. Looking forward to seeing you there. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight?
2: So, um... While watching the LCS the last two weeks and looking at the roster and comparing it to old rosters, I realized that um, the current Dignitas roster um, this year looks a lot like um, CLG's summer roster from 2020. You got uh, Poe Belter in mid for CLG, compare that to um, Jensen they both don't really roam. You got top lane Finn and um, from Old CLG and Arma, and they both had weird champion pulls, but neither of them were known for playing normal champions. And Santorin um, versus uh, Broxa, they're both sturdy junglers, but um, they're never the they're never the problem. But they're never the solution, really, for their teams. And the bot lane is a play for late team fighting bot lane, same as the old CLG.
0: All right. And so you're seeing this. So does this mean that you're predicting a Bud Light ace for Dignitas?
2: Well, to be fair, in 2020 um, summer specifically, <laughs> they came in ninth instead of tenth. So I don't think they'll be tenth, but I don't think they'll be. Uh, They'll look a lot like that CLG team, I think. Yeah. yeah. A lot of comparisons.
0: Um, I think it's I, – I, I see where you're making the comparisons. I think there's some pretty big differences in some of this, though. Jensen is, I think, in a much better well, – is coming off of a much better legacy or last couple of years than Pobelter had at the time. Uh, same with Armut, actually. I, you know, no no on Finn or anything like that, but Armut had has has had some pretty big accomplishments in the past couple of years. Um, uh, Santorin obviously looked I don't know. I I guess what who you had Broxa in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean I think Santorin had a much better year than Broxa. Broxa kind of washed out of TL. I don't feel like people really feel like Santorin washed out of, of TL. In fact, he was like a person people were really excited to see where he would go. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: But I I guess what I'm trying to say is um, the roles they play on both teams, on the CLG team, Broxa was that sturdy jungler, and so is Santorin for this um, Dignitas team. Um, you're, so and, you're saying and, the
0: it is it feels like they they've been cast in the same situation.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. There's a lot of big names from similar pla- coming from similar places, um, and they kind of are filling the same roles. Mid lane don't roam, uh, doesn't really roam. Uh, jungle is the sturdy rock that does, is not the problem, not the solution. Top is is the um, off. I, champ.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, sorry to cut yeah. you off. I, we kind of went through the. I, I don't want to go yeah. exactly through all the roles again, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Mark, what, what do you think of this?
1: Uh, I, I kind of see where he's coming from. I don't think it's like an outright horrible comparison, at least in terms of like some big names that just didn't quite come together. I do think. Uh, I mean, how to say this? I think a lot of these Dignitas pieces are coming off to Travis's point, higher highs and had like accomplished more generally than the, the other comparisons that you were making. I think like stylistically, I see, I see the point that you're making, but um, I think the, the, the part that seems similar to me is that like, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Jensen can still be the primary carry of a team, um, but it didn't feel like he really was that in summer last year um and this team doesn't have a a primary carry it feels like spawn has really been struggling armut has been you know up and down a little bit but not able to get any leads enough to matter and to your point it's not like they're sending ganks up there and it's working well a lot of times Santorin's hovering bot lane to protect this bot lane that's going poorly and jensen's just like staying in mid lane um it's like, where, where are these leads coming from? In the blame game today, I talked about the fact that they've had 0.2% of the time with a major lead and 71% of the time with a major deficit. Um, it's, it's, you know, just basically like they're losing the game from five minutes onwards and they're never in a winning position. So, like, you know, I, I do agree that, like, it, it feels pretty cursed already. Because I'm, like, even if you break, bring Ignar back, like, I don't really know how that fixes the, the problems that you're seeing right now, other than, like, maybe bot lane stabilizes a little bit. Um, but honestly, it's not like it's the meta that we know Ignar is great at, anyways. So uh, yeah, I don't know.
2: I also want to make the comparison of in 2020, uh, there wasn't like a lot of like big name rosters. Maybe there was like the I don't remember off the top of my head the best rosters off that year. But CLG was predicted to do relatively well. I believe that split or that year in general. And they kind of let everyone down that that year, and I feel like that is also another comparison you can make to the Dignitas roster. Everybody thought there would be a top five type of team, but uh, doesn't look like they'll pan out that way this year.
0: Mark, where did you have them on your power rankings?
1: Do you remember? When's last time you looked? Do do, do you do you remember?
0: No, I don't. I know we we went over them
1: last week. Tenth.
0: You had Dignitas tenth. No, mm-hmm. oh, you're joking because they went. But I do think you had them in the bottom five, right? You didn't have them top five.
1: I had them six. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's kind of my my point. is like I don't – Pablo, I disagree a little bit that people really thought that they were going to be a top five team. I think there was a lot of discussion about how they were going to bring a lot more parity to the league, which I don't think is what they have done so far. Um, but I, I don't – I don't think that they were as hyped as perhaps you are suggesting. I do think they are dramatically underperforming people's expectations, um, and you know the the fascinating thing to me about that is uh, to kind of wrap up this conversation is uh, that just reflects on Dig as an organization, and I think it's evidence to me that it's not it's not just about the roster; it's also about the pieces that you have around that roster. And if you look at organizations like. I don't know, Team Liquid and Cloud9 and those folks, they've done a good job of performing over time in part because they built out good infrastructure. I know infrastructure is like a meme word now, but mm. uh, I think that it, it is arguable if Dignitas continues this path that they had really good players and they can't pull it out because they just don't have all the other pieces that they need to make it successful, so... Either way, thank you so much, Pablo, for the call. Anything you want to shout out?
2: Uh, I want to shout out all my recent grads. I graduated at the end of last school year, so just finding my way through life.
1: (laughs) What'd you major? Or you? hit high school.
2: Oh no, uh, college! I graduated um, with a degree in mechanical engineering.
0: Congratulations, mechanical engineering. Uh, I think. I think Kobe was a mechanical. I don't know. Either way. Thanks so much. We'll catch you later. Thank you. Yeah. All right. I have to listen to Mark twice because Kobe's listening to the blame game right now uh, from the other (laughs) one. So I have to hear him twice. Mark, you want to go grab the next caller? Uh, Off he goes. All right. Thank you to uh, Jay Wiss. Daddy, please spank me. Ari Waddle. Rogaine Saint vicious gifted a sub. Evil Trenton and then Evil Trented gifted a sub. Thanks everybody for gifting subs. Oh, you gifted a Night Fiend. That's very nice of you. Uh, all right, Mark is back with I miss Red Rising. Why do you why do you miss Red Rising? What just because the sixth book is taking forever to come out?
3: Uh, a little bit of that, and then I'm, um, I miss Infinite Crisis. But I remember you guys talked about Red Rising a while ago, and I'm like a big fan of that series. So I yes, just, you know, that's fair. It, Welcome
0: back. I remember I Miss, I miss
1: Infinite Crisis. I do yes. remember that name, too. Well,
0: I, I Miss Infinite Crisis uh, gift. Didn't you gift a sub earlier and also sub yourself?
1: Oh, yeah. I gifted to uh,
0: to Hassan. Yeah, thanks. I'm sure Hassan's going to really appreciate that. He'll use my email. Oh, for sure. Um, anyway, remind everybody where you're calling from.
3: Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. What do you
0: What do you want to talk Oh, are you going to go to the Magic the Gathering event in Pittsburgh?
3: Uh, no, I haven't played Magic in like four years, so nope. probably not. Never a better time to get back into it. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I think FlyQuest oh. is a little bit overrated. I think that they're four zero right now, primarily due to their strength of schedule. I mean, I would say the only half decent team that they've beat is Cloud Nine. Ooh, I like this take. This
0: is interesting. Um, I mean, they've looked really good while beating everybody else, right?
3: Right, but I mean, you stomp a cockroach. It's uh, you know, not cockroaches
0: hard. are a bad example because they're really hard to kill.
3: Uh, an ant. You said a cockroach. Oh yeah, yeah comparing. He's changing mind. his He's mind. Comparing. All right.
0: Anyway, I see what you're saying. So so far, for those that have been not been paying attention, they beat Cloud9, they beat Golden Guardians, they beat Dignitas, and they beat Team Liquid. Uh, all of those, to your point, except for Cloud9, are in the bottom half of the standings. And uh, and you know what? Part of the reason they're down there is because FlyQuest beat them into the like an like a cockroach to the bottom of the standings. Um, is there, okay, other than, okay, there be, other than that, that their strength of schedule, w- is there anything else you're seeing that is making you a skeptic?
3: So I think that of the, of the four games, Vikla has, granted his one game that he played really well was an insane pop-off performance, but I don't think he was standing out in any of the other three games. I think Spika getting relegated to, uh, like Maokai duty for the most part uh, is a waste of his talents. I think Impact is cracked. I think uh, Prince is cracked. And then kind of what you guys were talking about earlier, I think Winsome should definitely have a chance to, uh, you know, stay on the roster even once Ayla gets back. But I think that um, I'm not saying they're bad. I just don't think they are as good as everybody seems to be rating them.
0: Yeah. I Well, I will say I did see a clip on the LCS broadcast that made me think Impact was pretty bad. Um, Mark, Mark uh, yeah. was breaking it down and I was like, that guy sucks. Uh, anyway,
1: they're doomed. Mark, what do you, um, what do you think of this? Uh, so it sounds like you watched the dive earlier based off the winsome point. So I assume you heard when I said that FlyQuest basically has n- almost no time uh, with a major deficit. That they're much like Toss has never been in a winning position, uh, FlyQuest has never really been in a losing position this year. Um, so to your point about the strength of schedule, you're not necessarily wrong, right? Like, okay, they beat two of their wins are Golden Guardians and Dig, not super impressive. Both those teams don't have wins yet. They took down C9, they were pretty respectful. TL, they're kind of hit or miss. It seems like it's they're a little coin flippy. Um, but one, there's that consistency factor that none of these games were that close, whereas EG uh definitely had some mistakes in their wins, the other three and one team. Uh, Hundred Thieves lost to Cloud9. Um, FlyQuest beat Cloud9, you know, and then Hundred Thieves. Other wins are Immortals, Dig, and then TSM. So like, you can kind of play this game with a lot of the top teams right now. If you look at Week Two, a lot of those were pretty mismatched games. Um, right. So I think a lot of these top teams have beaten some of the other you know teams that people were power ranking lower in the standings, and so I, I don't think this is like a uh, something that just applies to FlyQuest. I think a lot of these top teams have not had, like they all haven't played each other yet. And we'll maybe get a clearer picture. Maybe FlyQuest will stumble and drop some of these games. But thus far, they have beaten some other of really the good teams. Mm-hmm. They haven't dropped any games. They haven't looked bad. They have three legitimate carry players. I agree that like Vikla hasn't been the highlight in every game, but he can also pop off and Impact and pop off and, Mm-hmm. prince is going to pop off every game and they're not even with their starting support yet and it's like well what 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 more do you want to get hyped about a team my man
4: what more uh, can they do for you i mean okay no, so here's fair.
0: here's an interesting thing flyquest this weekend plays eg and 100 thieves so big test do you expect uh red right miss i miss that, red rising do you expect them to beat those two
3: teams so i think eg I think both of those teams could theoretically give them a run for their money. Um, honestly, my original take did have all four teams that are in the top saying that I think it's a lot of strength of schedule. But you know, shorter takes I think generally get picked better. So that was uh, made some editing there. Um, but I think that if I teams, can read it,
1: I appreciate it not being a wall of text to you know when Discord's moving. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, trying to be oh. considerate to uh, to Mark. But but um, to my
0: point, do you think FlyQuest will beat EG and Hundred Thieves?
3: I think they're going to drop a game this weekend. I don't know which team's going to do it, but I if, think they're. If gonna
0: they don't, do you become a believer?
3: I, you know what? Yes, I will become a believer if they can go two zero this weekend. All right, so there we go.
0: That's the stakes this weekend. Papa Smithy now sweating. He's like, "I miss Red Rising, also known as I miss Infinite Crisis." Will only believe in me if we could take these two games. So, I mean, at that point in time, they're six zero in their first three weeks. I feel like that's when you yeah. you can believe them. If you had Did, to guess. Is, Oh, go ahead, Mark. No, no, you, you go. I was going to say, uh, Caller and then Mark, if you guys had to guess on which tr- game they drop,
3: EG or 100 Thieves, which would you guess? So I think, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Bjergsen and if fan, so in my heart, I want to say 100 Thieves, but I think much more realistically, they could drop it to EG.
1: Yeah, EG's early game is pretty cracked. Um, yeah. They're they're quite explosive, and I can see a world where they can they can run away with an early game. I don't think FlyQuest. I mean, I'm very confident in FlyQuest. I think they will 2-0 this week. I'll probably predict it somewhere here. Sure, why not? Um, but I don't think that it's impossible that they drop games. And this is just a hype weekend for a lot of the top teams. You know, EG plays um, C9 as well. Hundred Thieves plays TL as well, who are trying to like kind of break their way back into that top conversation um it's going to be a really good weekend of games
0: yeah looking forward to it uh should be kicking off in just a couple days so thanks so much i I miss red rising red rising say that five times fast uh anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break
3: uh, shout out red rising, great book series. Uh, you guys should talk about it more, uh, shout out we hotline have. life. Uh, I think that Mark is right. You just need to give it to the people. Then, you know, they'll, they'll judge from there. Uh, and then finally, uh, shout out the tragedy going on in Turkey and Syria right now. There are a lot of streamers who are trying to raise money, uh, for the relief funds. So I would encourage anybody who, uh, cares to check those out. Yeah. In
0: fact, immortals tweeted out, uh, some information about that, I believe. Um, so people can go check out their Twitter account for for that. I do appreciate that they did that. Uh, Either way, thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. All right, man. Have a good night. All right. We're going to take a quick break to talk about Alienware. Alienware, thank you so much for sponsoring Hotline League. Uh, Behind me, I have my new Alienware computer. It's almost ready to go. We're going to be switching over to it in just a little bit, Uh, but it's been fantastic to... Do cool stuff with... Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, (laughs) I need to to finish uh, setting up some drivers on it. Uh, But either way, thank you so much to Alienware for supporting the show. Uh, Really fantastic to have them be a sponsor uh, for all these years, and they've been a fantastic partner for us. Um, It's been really cool just being able to create content and having them as their support (laughs) mark showing uh, the the setup, uh, the Alienware setup that he has. Um, it's been really cool having them as a partner. So thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. They've been wonderful. Please check them out, alienware.com. travis
1: There's a link in the description below. Uh, all right, Mark is... I'm back. I'm back. I have my headset on, my Alienware Bluetooth headset, so I can listen and walk around Is the LS apartment. still AFK? Um, I think so. Oh, wait, no, he messaged me. What? I said, let me know when you're back and I'll grab you. And he said, oh, okay, there he goes. <laughs> he said, okay. And then I was like, does that mean you're back? All right, I'm going to get him. Okay. Uh, LS, please
0: unmute. LS, you're in the channel. Unmute. <laughs> unmute, LS. Can you tell him to unmute? Yeah, I'm, I'm DMing him. Okay. Well, Eddie, moment well, now we're going to have LS. He just needs to unmute. What if we just lied like this every time?
1: Guys, LS is here. We swear to God. We'll see if we can get him on the show. Maybe not. Anybody maybe, in the Discord can verify this. All right. I think you have to send it back to the waiting room. You don't want to just have him AFK in here until he uh, unmutes?
0: I mean, we've spent enough time with just you and I jibber-jabbering on this episode that I do
1: think we need to get through some callers. All right. I'll go find someone else, but he'll he's going to stay in here. I'm not putting him back.
0: No. Put him, put him back. I'll put him back. Uh <laughs> Off Marcos. Uh
1: it didn't unmute.
0: All right. All right. Looks like we've got Mark grabbing our next caller right now. Thank you to and TST for the sub. Wait, he
1: he is he's back. He is he is here. There we go. Hello. Hello, LS. Oh, okay.
0: Welcome to the show. Where are you calling from?
5: <laughs> South Korea. South yeah. Korea. Wow. What time is it there? Uh what are we at? We're at 1 p.m. Not bad. Not bad. 1 p.m. Okay. First
0: off, I owe you a reply to your direct message. I, you sent it whenever I was flying yesterday, and I missed it, but uh, no I, I owe you the reply. And uh, I'm trying – I will see if I can get enough people, but I want to do something with a bunch of streamers and personalities playing Magic because I think that would be very fun.
5: Secondly, mm-hmm. uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I think the w- – what did I write? I wrote that the sentiment and hate around LCS has blown out of proportion, and it's akin to the same people crying out about any a residence and academy – while the analytics don't support the arguments at all. Now, I know that there's a lot of different do- dramas going on, but as someone that was probably labeled as, like, a, a negative uh, LCS persona ar- alongside, like, Dom and Doublelift and Medios and Sneaky, right, all the co-streamers uh, always being negative, I've felt like this is the best year that LCS has had thus far.
0: Wow. So, when what, you say what could, that... Did you see that they I couldn't just, even get the players to play on stage on last Friday?
5: Uh, tech issues apparently never happen. True. <laughs> true, you, true. Okay. True, what true. do you...
0: Well, so why do you think it's this is the side. best? Not my so, so actually I actually,
5: have a Kit Kat counter on LEC because I'm trying to calculate how many uh, kilograms of fat you would gain if uh, <laughs> you you had a Kit Kat every time LEC asked you. And I, I think we're right now we're at 24 Kit Kats. That's amazing. So, yeah, I do wonder
0: if <laughs> as their viewership has slipped, they need additional impressions, and so they're just taking these pauses now to uh, increase it. Kit Kat breaks. That's actually such yeah. a good good idea.
1: Um, Okay. Um, so, so when you say the LCS is is better than, than it has been in recent years, are you talking more about like uh, gameplay and like interest around teams and stuff, or are you talking broadcast? Uh, what, what are you talking? I think the I think the
5: stage looks really really nice. I think the stage is very it helps get immersive in watching. I think the segments that they did, like I was a really big fan of the Cutie Cinderella segment. Um, I was very upset in chat last week at, at that one caller. Um, that had that take <laughs> about Kitty Cinderella. Um, I think the direction of, of going that route in a lot of ways is good. I like the segments that actually integrate the actual players in between these breaks that they've never done before. They'd have like one-offs or two-offs, like one or two players, but never full-blown segments on the actual players. And so this is all really good. It even helps. It's very noticeable as a co-streamer who's been very pessimistic um, and even as, as someone who's like borderline burned out, right? Um, LCS is almost like a relief to watch, which I think is a massive an uptick. But it, it just seems like there's this, you know, the Reddit narrative, the Reddit outcry, um, where people will try to convince you that something's happening that's not.
0: Is it, is it better than LEC?
5: What about LEC?
0: I was saying, is LCS better than Drama LEC? frog, you, Travis. You said it's a oh, relief oh, to watch so and you're burned I, so, out. So I'm curious if you're you're like, oh man, I have to watch LEC. I have to watch all these things. And then you get to LCS and you're like, ah, oh, finally, LCS. A cool, well, refreshing is, drink.
5: Yeah, I mean, L- LCS is just, it, it, it's good flow right now. And there's enough fun storylines, even with like some of the bottom teams that have like big name players that are losing like Dignitas completely floundering about, like that's fun that there's like big names on a a losing team. Um, There's like Team Liquid trying to figure out what's going on. You have everything going on with CLG. I mean, LCS is interesting in that regard. It's not just four teams right now, uh, especially with like TL struggling. Um, So for me, LEC is still the most fun to watch, but I think it's the nature of the LEC format, um, that there's something on the line literally every game for those first three weeks. Yeah. but LCS is good. LCK is actually my third it's my third right now. and That was never the case.
0: And you think that's probably also due to the strength of these regions, right? Where LEC is probably the best region, LCS very close, LCK the third best region, no and then doubt. LPL far in the back, right? No doubt.
1: <laughs> He's a true analyst. He would never power rank them on anything but their skill, Travis. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Um, uh I, I like this take. I appreciate it. Obviously, it's held on the broadcast. I feel like um, the, the like, oh, how different is LCS is even still debated. Um, like, some people still say, like, oh, this isn't any different. Because, uh, and we we were talking about this during the, the retro. But, like, or we, ha- we have retro meetings. Um, I feel like a lot of people who are on Reddit are, like, the most diehard fans. And they're the ones who also watch, like, the waiting room pre-30 minutes and then, like, the post-show time. And those, I will admit are rather similar to last year where there's like four analysts talking. Um, But the between game segments are the ones where we have all these like weirder ideas coming your way. And I'm so mad that we had this like thing, the the audio issue, because we had a segment that you probably would love. We just, we have this thing called like, whatever, it's just a computer that can plug into like the, the Telestrator. And we're just like, fuck it, let's just do VOD reviews with pros, you know? So we had it set up so that we could actually just get into the spectator client And, like, instead of, like, pulling segments and, like, having them run as B-roll packages, we were just going to have, like, a 10-minute post game with a pro just, like, doing a VOD review segment. And we're so down to just use pros more and find the most interesting ways to try and get them to talk about it. Um, And, like, we're going to constantly keep trying to do stuff like this between the games. Uh, It is one of the things that we're most focused on this year. One of the big pillars is attach fans to players and teams and featuring that's a, that's their analysis that's a really innovative and, concept yeah that and uh you know that's a pretty good idea but it's a it's a more focused goal of, like when you say a pillar like obviously that's always a goal but when it's like if you have a segment that isn't doing that you we try to cut them now as opposed to being like well, that's that's fun yeah, yeah people yeah. might kek w at that and then you're like you move on but now it's like well it doesn't matter they really farms some keks in chat it's like did it did it do anything and so if we can show off how funny they are or if they have like interests that they like like we're gonna doing more things like that
0: well and Mm -hmm. i think uh ls like i assume because you were saying as a co-streamer like this is they've turned on co-streaming for a lot of people and it's on all the time and i assume this new content is probably even better for co-streamers because before it's like you can either watch mark and the circus talk about the games while the co-streamers also talking about the games but here there's like unique content where you can tune in and you can hear like for that vod review thing you could be like oh, it's interesting that like they had this idea and I thought they were doing this or blah, blah, blah. Like it actually gives you guys something more
5: to hook onto rather than, I don't right. know, just talk to chat. Yeah, yeah, that that's all true too. I mean, there's a lot more engagement even in the downtimes that actually, I think people that, at one point didn't care like the co-streamers i don't think are the uh majority right of the viewers and whatnot but what i do think is that um there's a very large percentage of people that watch the co-streamers for a specific reason so i think that uh and I, I can't speak for the other co-streamers right now um but i think that like when certain co-streamers are being more positive towards everything i think it actually really does say something especially if we've been hailed as being mostly cynical or, or negative right the last couple of years so It makes me feel bad seeing a lot of, like, the same kind of drama unfold on Reddit um, these last few weeks over certain things that I feel like analytically doesn't actually translate into anything. And it's just, like, people have to take mental blows, and it's almost for naught. Um, it, It just feels really brutal. Like, for instance, the unprofessional LCS segment. Uh, Reddit thread where like Jackie Felling jumped in and wrote a response and then the amount of people that are just her is insanity and it's like as someone that has dealt with this many 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 times right I, li- this is, I, I literally live in this industry and understand what Jackie's trying to do and what this feels like there's nothing that she actually could have said to appease them. I feel like their mind, pe- people that are willing to go into that thread, read or comment, make a reply, et cetera, their mind is already made up. And I like, when I talk about stuff like this on my stream, I liken it to the people who join in on like riots in America because lawlessness is like allowed. Um, and so it's just people wanting to be malicious because they're seemingly allowed to be malicious and there's something to be malicious about. But otherwise these people just wouldn't care. Yeah, I um, think, and I feel like- oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 go on, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Uh, I was just gonna say I do think that there is a concert there's like a concentrated group of people who take kind of like a weird pleasure in the LCS suffering, maybe because they're they're frustrated for a number of different reasons, and so then they're kind of like rooting against it. And um, to your point, I think you know, if you are a fan of the LCS and you are liking things that they are doing, like using your voice to celebrate those moments is actually something that can really help the people on the broadcast and the people working on the product. Cause I know people are trying really hard to make the LCS better. And, uh, -hmm. and I think it's probably really hard whenever you just, you know, to Mark's point, like whenever everything just constantly feels like it's failing, you're just like, Oh, can we not just get a win? You know?
1: Right. Uh, Yeah. Even the, um, like. I understand why some people are upset, like whether it's the time change and suddenly you can't watch LCS anymore and you're happy to, when something goes wrong, dogpile on it. Um, like I understand where those feelings are coming from, from some of that stuff. Uh, but for the people who are watching, to Travis's point and enjoying it, yeah, the the positivity boost does help. Yeah.
0: No, I really, yeah. I think this means a lot coming from, from LS, because I think a lot of people have whether whether or not fair or not they they have sort of felt as though you were a skeptic of of the product and so to hear that you think that it's gotten so much better and all that stuff and and are even frustrated with the the sentiment from fans i think is is probably really good to hear for a lot of people so
1: yeah um, time to uh pitch pitch my producers on getting ls on uh on the show you can call him from korea and we'll we'll figure out a wax segment for him to do that would
5: wonderful be cool. wonderful
1: yeah, you should come out. Thank you so but much. I'm gonna fly
0: out.
5: <laughs> might Honestly. be, might be soon. Might be soon. Why Who not? Knows?
0: Why not? Who knows?
5: Bring him out. No, I, I might, I might legitimately be soon. So, uh, you know, Ooh. that
0: would be cool. I mean, I think a lot of people would enjoy the idea of you popping on for a day as a guest, similar to how good are you at decorating cakes? Decorating cakes. What? Just run that, the cutie Cinderella uh, thing back. <laughs> just, with just
1: pretend it's the same bit with the <laughs> Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. And just, Absolutely it, and for that one time, it's a reoccurring segment. It's not just uh,
5: cutie Cinderella's. All
2: right.
0: Thanks way, so much. I,
5: uh, Oh, go ahead. Can I add an asterisk here? Yeah. So I, I do want to say, though, that like the whole TSM thing was really, I, like I said live on my co stream, I was in shock and I thought that was like a lawsuit waiting to happen from TSM. Um, so it doesn't mean that like everything going on, but I think it's really weird, um, the way that people tried to go at individual people following that, that yeah. was really weird um, to me because I've been in those riot meetings, I know the layers that things have to go through and everything else, but it was really weird that um, some people were being scapegoated individually, um, that it came really hard down on on Jackie and and others and stuff. and. Yeah, that whole segment was fucking weird. I I I actually thought TSM would be the ones first up in arms, um, but yeah, just just the asterisks there, so people don't think I'm blindly defending everything that uh, that happened or whatnot. Yeah. Is there anything
0: that uh, you want to uh, shout out before? We wait, wait, wait. Then? Actually,
1: oh. LS, can, can we hang? Have you hang on for the uh, like a couple minutes of the next caller because they had a uh, LCK take, and I only have been half watching, yeah. so you would be much more equipped. All right, hold on. Yeah. Nice.
0: Okay. Walmart grabs the next caller. Shout out to So Many Things, Cured Meat, The One and Only Corbin, and Vassal. Thank you for the subs. Mark is grabbing our next caller and should be here. We've got LS on the line all the way from Korea. Very nice of him to be joining us. Uh, how are you doing, LS,
5: otherwise? um, I'm good. I, I got my diagnosis. Took three months. Um... That was a lot of testing, a lot of traveling back and forth, uh, going to clinics and teams of doctors and stuff. So happy about that. I actually just started medication today uh, to help curb my anxiety and stuff. So all things on that front are pretty good.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that.
5: We have uh, Michael on the show. Michael, where are you joining
0: us from? <laughs>
4: Uh, middle of nowhere, Utah.
0: Middle of nowhere, Utah. And your microphone has gotten much better because the last time you were on the show, I had to turn you up two hundred percent, and now I get to turn you <laughs> down to one hundred percent. Yeah, I was
4: on my phone last time.
0: I have actually played magic with Michael before because uh, he was at an event that I went to in Salt Lake, uh, which was really fun. Um, yes,
4: or, what do you... and I got to pay you back today. I yes, subbed,
0: yes. So. Oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that.
4: Yeah. Uh, what do you, donuts?
0: What do you want to talk about on the show?
4: Uh I'm calling because I think h l e is going to win l c k spring
0: ooh, why do you think this
4: uh well, I'm a big zecca fanboy right now um and they just beat t one so I think they've finally got their issues sorted out. They've found a good playstyle uh and on the Monty and Wolf show, Wolf also believes in h l e so I think they can do it
0: all right l s <laughs> Is uh yeah. is Michael here wrong or is there a chance HLE could do it?
5: Uh, I, I I don't think that HLE are are gonna do it. Unfortunately, unfortunately, ah. I don't think that they're gonna do it. Um, I, I yeah, they beat T One and it was it was a two one uh it was it was a two one result, and then they also had a, a very like awful two one result versus DRX. Um, I think the context of the games matters a lot more than the actual results. Like I think T1 was dead to rights um, in some of those drafts, um, and I think that because nothing developed in the games, and like you had Karia kind of griefing, like it's, it was very apparent that <laughs> not even Karia really knew what was going on with uh with stuff. So yeah, I don't know. HLE doesn't doesn't even currently look like a top three team. They they f- definitely flounder about.
1: Michael, I'm so sorry. Is CLID doing any better? Because every time I I tuned in and watched late at night before LCS started,
5: yeah, CLID CLID legitimately looks like he could probably be replaced by almost a a no name at this point, Uh, realistically. Like he's better this week than week
4: one and two, at least.
5: Um. The, th- the, the only thing that I think, when, when, when we make claims about week-to-week in terms of, in terms of players, I, I think that um, the results, the, the intent behind the result is all that really matters, and I think that when you do that, um, saying that someone magically improved week-to-week, right, because pro players have been playing for years and years and years, I don't think it's real, I don't think that he actually improved, I think he just had a better game. And so I think that diving into the intent behind all of his actions and then seeing the end results gives you a much clearer picture, and I think that Clid's main problem isn't necessarily if his team wins or loses or it's the result. It's the intent behind everything that he does is abhorrent, generally.
4: <laughs> okay. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to the Monty and Wolf show or not? No, I don't watch it. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, since I'm, I'm just going to- watch
1: his Hotline League. Let's go. That's right.
5: Corporate That's right.
1: Bro-
5: bro- 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 <laughs> so Travis, point. the crime.
4: I'm just a no-name, <laughs> so I don't, like, know much about high-level league or anything. So usually the best I can do is, like, pair it with people who actually know what's going on are saying, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and... you just got
0: unpaired by someone who knows what's going on. So it's, unfortunately, <laughs> you think your, your dreams are dead, Michael. I'm sorry. We'll Rit. see how things go, though. You can um, pair yeah.
1: it a different, a different line now.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. Michael, we'll let you do your shout-outs, and then we'll let uh, LS do his. But uh, anything you want to shout-out, Michael?
4: Uh, yeah, as always, shout out to CLG DeMonte. Join his Discord. Um, and shout out Dash. He has a co-stream, and he has a uh, podcast now called Last Hit. So go check those out.
0: Man, you you come on here, and you promote. We've got LS and this show, and you promoted Dash's competitors to both <laughs> LS and us at the end Well, of and the,
1: uh, the Monty and Wolf show as well. That's true. That's true. This man's just a... Uh, He's just I a, watch
0: he's taking payment from people to promote everybody else's content. I watch
4: like every pro league, I listen to like every podcast. I I do nothing with my time but like consume League of Legends content, honestly. And play Magic. Yeah, yeah, true. I play Magic while watching LCS. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Either way, thanks so much for the call and we'll catch you next time. Yep, see ya. All right. How about you, LS? What what do you have to shout out and promote?
5: Uh, nothing. I'm just back in my 80 hours a week of co-streaming, live viewing, all three regions, and I dropped merch. Can I shout out the merch or no?
1: Yes, you can shout out the oh, merch. Oh, yeah. You have, have merch?
5: Yeah, I have merch. LS9.xyz is the website.
1: Is this your first merch run? Or, right? or
5: have you? This is, my, this is my first merch run, but we're, like, totally blown away um, because the sales have blown expectations of, like, what we had. Um, and then we're even finding like uh, other websites are like stealing it. So now I have to, <laughs> I have to, uh, I have to go do some stuff like legally.
0: Uh, uh, did you see the yeah. the Leandries shirt, Mark?
1: No, I, wait, I have, I see, I see the tweet. I just went to his Twitter to try and find it. XYZ. yeah.
0: LS9 XYZ, yeah. yeah. I really like it. Uh, God, and it's to be no, clear, it's, it's just... not a Leandries. That's a, it's a visually distinct image that is not Riot Games yeah. uh, IP, correct, correct. Um, yeah, but it's uh, it's interesting to how similar um, the vibe is, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, I you know I, I saw your merch drop. It's very cool. So congratulations on the Thank merch you. drop and welcome back. Okay. You, you Absolutely. Need to buy one
1: of these. Everything's three 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 three. What is this? A, a Trinity Force joke? Um, no,
5: no, no, I just I just thought it would be abstract. I like it. Part of it's part of the part of the merch, part of the designs. Yeah. Subtract.
0: Thank you, thank you for the call, and uh, we'll catch you next time.
5: Yep. Good luck, Travis. See you. Bye. That's
0: fun. Always fun to have LS drop buying.
1: Uh, I'm buying a a shirt shirt. right now before they sell out. Are you?
0: Well, that's a (laughs) pre-order.
1: Oh, this is a pre-order. I don't even know what's going on, dude. To be honest,
0: it's a pre-order item, so you can. I'm not trying to discourage you, but I think
1: uh, it'll show up in the mail one day when I have forgotten that I've done this. Yes. uh, Exactly.
0: And then you could wear, actually, that would just be so funny for you to be wearing the LS Leandries shirt.
1: Um, that's good. Visually, I'm gonna wear this shit on broadcast. No one knows what this is.
0: That actually would be, that's actually such a cool way. Uh, like, if at some point in time you, like, pull your, like, jacket off or something and you're wearing an LS shirt and you're talking about Leandries.
1: I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was talking to my producer. I wore my, my Dark Souls shirt because they're like, oh, we don't know. And I was like, who knows if people even recognize it. I, I didn't get like any tweets about it, so I can sneak this on for sure. I put it in the... I only get the next caller while I finish I put the this. link in the chat, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Thank you to... Oh, nobody subbed. I've got no one to thank. But um, you know what? Thank all of you for tuning in. Actually, thank all my YouTube members. So on... I don't know if you guys know this, but on YouTube, you can actually become a member. You can see content early. I've got interviews up right now. It's uh, early access. Uh and so go do that. Uh, Ruby C is here. Ruby C, where are you calling from?
6: I'm calling from Salt Lake City.
0: Salt Lake City. Another, we're back to back with the Utahans. Uh, did, yeah, wait, did I meet Utah, you when Utah. I was in Salt Lake?
6: No, uh, You, your your uh, schedule and my schedule uh, just kind of conflicted. So I didn't actually see you, but I was at the magic event at the same time. So You were at what? I was at that magic event at the same time. Oh, you just,
0: were at Magic we, Summit and we just never ran into each other? Yeah. Well. That's uh, unlucky. I had a lot of time where I was just sitting around trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing because I didn't know it was my first event. What do you want to talk about on the show?
6: So, yeah, what I want to talk about is TL's looking like the biggest disappointments out of the preseason. And I think the reason this is is because they they just got this hype machine going about how they're working harder than everyone else and everyone's just spinning this super hype machine about them. And it it just seems like such a bait now that we're end of week two. I know this is (laughs) early for that, but I'm just like, this looks like it was the biggest bait ever.
0: Okay, I mean, they're two and two. They won their second week.
6: Yeah, but let's talk about who that was against. It was against IMT and GG.
0: Yes, true. And, and
6: they lost to TSM. Oh, and I'll give them, you know, they lost to FlyQuest. Yeah, FlyQuest is a good team. They're looking like they're the the hot new star. But, you know, looking at who they're they're losing against, who they're winning against so far in the season, I, I don't have confidence in this team. I looked at, like, where people had ranked. Like, I looked at the dive. They'd ranked TL4th. Um... I looked at some other places that they were hovering the fourth, fifth spot. Yeah, but the dive just
0: just has a bunch of idiots on that show. Okay, you don't (laughs) have to. You can't. You can't really give them any credibility. Oh, and they have Azale too. Azale's legit. Um, (laughs) Papa uh,
1: Smithy in chat showed up too late to hear us gassing up FlyQuest, but here to uh, gas up Team Liquid himself. He said TLO is good for sure.
0: Yeah, I, so I think with your original Destroyed premise, with facts and logic. Dignitas is definitely the biggest disappointment. Um, I mean, they are at the bottom of the standings right now. I think people thought they were supposed to be good. They do not look good. They don't even look competitive. And so I just can't imagine any world where TL is the biggest disappointment. I do think that my favorite thing that you talked about was the, like, we're going to work harder than everybody thing. Because I think like the sort of the line in the sand of like, you know what? We're just tired of these lazy assholes that joined our team and then they don't work. And then we suck and we lose. And now we're finally going to get these players that just play harder than everybody and grind harder than everybody. And then if you don't put up results after making that statement, I think it's very easy to get memed on because then you're just saying we're worse than people who try less hard
1: um <laughs> okay let let me give you the pause of this it's fucking awesome that they said it right this is a good storyline this is what the LCS yes. is like i'm fine to meme on them but i don't want it to become they shouldn't have said that or made that their goal because also uh bjergsen after leaving said something and i think it was an upcomer interview i might have the source wrong apologies um that like I need to prove that I wasn't the problem on Team Liquid last year now that I'm on a new team kind of thing. So, like, there's a reason for him to beat Team Liquid. You know, like, these guys are all grinding hard. It's so like, I think it is going to be really funny if they just fucking bust her out completely. <laughs> yeah. And to be
0: <laughs> clear, this I'm point, not rooting for harder. that. I, but I just think... I think it, it. you make such a bold statement, right? Where you imply other people are not working hard enough and you're going to be the team that does. And, again... If you're like, yeah, we worked harder than everybody and we still lost to them, that is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: so, I mean, it's it's better than some teams you just don't have any goal for the year. You're like, what are you doing here? I know, <laughs> I know what your plan I know, is.
0: I know. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to say. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's risky. A, it's risky. Yeah, it's a bold thing to say. Um,
6: I, I will say, as a like, long-time TL fan and previously Curse fan, it's interesting to see. It's just, it, it is ridiculous. And I do want to counter your your Dig point here, Travis. Dig was ranked sixth on the, the, the Dive Power ranking. So it's like, you know, their fall from, you know, sixth to tenth and TL's fall where they're looking like, what, seventh? Eighth? I mean, is that... Fall no. Seems no.
0: To... They're tied for fifth right now.
6: I know. Yeah. There's a three-way but... tie for fifth. I, I know, but I'm thinking like where they're in my mind, I'm predicting out where they're going to end up. End they're the
0: probably season. about sixth and Dignitas is in last place. Maybe,
1: maybe yeah. well, they're the ninth. thing is, there's not even a clear candidate to be better than them at fifth. Like who, who, like, yeah, it, it could be CLG. It could be TSM, but it's not like those teams don't show problems either. So I don't think it's like a shoe in that they're bottom half of the league. They can still be top five. Okay. Um, so I so it sounds like you're a Team Liquid fan who's just a little disappointed at the results so far.
6: yeah, a little bit of a doomer. Ever since you know the whole double lift blow up, I'm just all like, oh yeah, this is this is back to good old TL where we're not winning
1: anything. <laughs> okay, okay here. So so here's I have a hopium take, Travis. What do you have for him?
0: I have a hopium take for dig. To kind counter- Okay, you
1: do dig. Okay. Because I don't
0: Okay. The Hopium take for dig is they lost to E. G hundred Thieves. Uh, FlyQuest and CLG, like none Three of those times. are bottom teams, and and in fact FlyQuest is considered to be at the top. So like, uh, you there is a world here where you could say based on strength of schedule, Dignitas, like Team Liquid is a bigger disappointment than Dig, but it's just hard to to feel that way optically because again they just don't feel even. Competitive, um, but that's kind of like the the bigger defense. I feel like for dig over TL,
1: yeah, and even like CLG is not like a bunch of world beaters right now. They're good, but you know it's not quite like they played all four of the top teams. Um, here's the team Liquid I feel like when I put this team at fourth, it's for end of regular season ranking, um, and I bought into this kind of hype around we're gonna outwork everyone and I feel like preseason expectations and scrim results affected a bunch of people to think that they were going to be good immediately because they were doing well in scrims. And so, like, everyone was like, oh, this is going to be one of the best teams in the league. And then when they come out and struggle, it's like, oh, well, they're a disappointment. But if you didn't hear those scrim rumors, you would have been like, this is about what I expected with two rookies and, like, a bunch of veterans who are like... You know, Piątek's playing overseas for the first time, and blah, blah blah. Like you, you could you could justify a two and two, a shaky two and two, a little bit more. Um, I feel like I'm disappointed in this team, but I'm disappointed in them because of the scrim rumors. If I just never heard those, I wouldn't be worried about my fourth place ranking right now.
0: Because you would not have placed
1: them at fourth. No, no, I put them at fourth before I heard the rumors. Oh, okay, okay. You're, because because so like you're thinking I put them fourth at the end of the regular season for right. what is supposed to be a we're gonna outwork everyone over the course of nine weeks. Right, right. Not whether be the, the best team at week four. Theoretically, or two. they
0: should catch up because if they're yeah. working harder than everybody, and you have the, I think somewhat flawed philosophy that like, it's a linear line or kind of between the amount of work that you put into the amount of, and how good you get um one-to-one baby yeah then that you should surpass these other people because they're not working as hard you know uh and vic <laughs> going out partying on saturday nights and is not scrimming or something while cordial uh, s- home.
1: cyrix b in twitch s is still getting hyped up over scrim rumors troll despair everyone fell for them dude fucking c9 eg FlyQuest. you know papa smithy's in here just now saying that no tl is really really good guys like everyone bought into this team it wasn't just like Fucking, you know, Dodo came up to me and was like, our scrims are going really great, guys, because I don't care about what teams say about their own scrims, really. Like, I'll take it, but I'll take it with a grain of salt because no one, most people think that their scrim results are better than they are if they were actually tracking them. But, like, I heard it from a bunch of other teams, so I was like, yeah. I say NA Rookie. I know he's from Osh. I just mean that he is, um, he came from the academy system of Team Liquid.
0: Ruby C, thank you for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to
1: the next call? Uh, Wait, did what? I make you feel any better first? Uh, you know,
6: you've given me a little bit of hope that maybe they'll be able to like make it the playoffs and do something, but um, not 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 a ton of hope. I, I guess I, I've Damn. gotten a little bit of hope that you've pushed me above the CLGs and the TSMs of the world, but I don't see them breaking in that top four. I think I'm thinking you've convinced me that they're probably like a fifth, sixth place team. End of season. Now maybe. Doomer. Players. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty Yeah. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much. Um, oh, go ahead.
6: I was gonna say, so shout outs. Uh, shout out to Doublelift. He's made this se- season like really interesting with all of his streams and everything like this. I'm really hoping more and more players get interested in like streaming and not just like the tweeting things. Because while well, like Fudge and stuff, those they guys won't. do a good job of tweeting. I know. Uh, I- I'm aware. This is my hopium coming through. That you know, a bunch of other players will create some content. But I've been really appreciating both him, Busio, and all those people streaming. And then of course, shout out Alienware. For sponsoring Travis like always. Their laptops are fantastic.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Catch you next time. Thank you. All right. Mark, you want to grab the next caller? Yar. Thank you to Jaffe 58, Simon Please, and J ninety-one. Thank you for the subs. Um, all right. Mark should be back here in just a second. I'm going to try doing pack openings of Magic uh, on stream after the, afterwards. Hey, uh, Gingmeyer's here. Gingmeyer, where are you calling from?
7: Howdy, it's Gingmeyer. I'm calling from Buda, Texas. And Gingmeyer, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, I wanted to talk about my take is that the LEC new format is an exciting and good change for their league. And I hope that the LCS will try to do something similar in the future.
0: Uh, Okay, so what is it that you like about it, Trenchmeyer?
7: I think that it raised the stakes for the team week to week, and it makes it more exciting for the viewers. Uh, But the split as a whole doesn't matter as much. So if a team does bad in the winter right now, they can kind of pick it up by the end of the year. And in the same boat, if a team does really good right now, but they kind of fluster out later, they can still reap the benefits if they win the split because there's those reward incentives they have and uh that there's with the three splits, I think there's a good amount of games to watch. It doesn't feel like too much and uh or too little either
0: um what How do you feel about the three days a week thing
7: I like it um i'm I'm a casual, more passive viewer, so I don't watch as closely to each game. I feel it's probably harder for uh people working on this and needing to study the games but as a more passive person having more days with more games to watch or listen to uh is really nice for me so having three days and three days sounds dope to me
0: yeah um all right let's talk about it so so i want to caveat this by saying that i haven't been paying much attention to lec so take everything about to say with a grain of salt Uh, You
1: haven't seen Fnatic? Oh, my God. I mean, I
0: saw, like, the Reckless Apology video and all that stuff. Um, uh, Okay, so, one, I do wish we had a different format. Um, I think that would have been nice. I understand a little bit the reasoning behind, like, they're changing a lot of things, like changing the format again after they constantly change the format can be kind of exhausting, but... It's just, it's hard whenever LEC has something that looks so spicy. Can you remind me, Mark, do you know if they're doing, like are they doing three events, like live events this year for finals for each, because they have winter, spring and summer, right?
1: Yeah, I I didn't look up their live plan. I only really looked up the format. Because I think that's like
0: very fascinating if, oh, people are saying just one? Wait, really? so instead of doing two, they're doing just one. One live event in summer. Ooh, I do not like that. If I was offered the opportunity between doing three days a week and like three splits, but you only get one live event versus two live events, like I don't like that at all. That feels very bad. Um, I wonder if that was a budget thing because theoretically if you're broadcasting – fifty percent more often you're gonna to have to spend a lot more money doing that um, I don't know I don't know I don't know if fans care enough about live events but I feel like they bookend the split so well that's very fascinating okay um
1: yeah I uh, I didn't know that either that sounds like I, I get it to your point about like the increased cost and everything but it does feel like that would be one of the bigger advantages especially in a place like Europe which has a lot of countries that probably want it um same way like with america it'd be great to get to more states than just you know two or to canada or yeah because i was gonna say one of the
0: benefits would be you get three live events which i think is kind of neat
1: yeah Um, yeah i'm with you
0: Ooh, i don't like that at all okay uh what do you think of that ginger meyer you care? I
7: was also not aware that it was only one live event and I do agree with the sentiment that it would be better with three live events and maybe it's because it's new and they weren't able to kind of set that up yet and maybe in the future it'll be possible.
0: Yeah, the reason why I'm skeptical that they could do it in the future is that like you could have just said it's new so we're just going to do the two that we normally do going from two to one. That's where I feel like this was a trade-off, um, but I don't
1: know. Well, I guess the question is also for van- fans, is this a good trade-off? You know, like the majority of your attendant or attendant viewership will always be online, you know, and if this is a better use of that money than a second live event, like...
0: Yeah, but remember how lame it felt during COVID whenever you had your finals and it was
1: just, like, not a live event? Well, I mean, it will be alive in the arena.
0: Yeah, I know, but ugh, I, it feel like the. In my opinion, these live events help give so much meaning and impact to the regular split. Um, and we can talk about whether or not they should shorten the split, they should make format changes, or something like that. But like, you know, these players know that they're playing for the opportunity to be on stage and lift a trophy in an arena that might have like. 10,000 or 20,000 people in it. Um, and I, I worry that you, especially if the only thing you have, like, cause think about it. They're only doing it for summer, which is like right before worlds. So you just don't have anything other than MSI for the vast majority of the year where these guys get to play in any kind of arena. Um, yeah. This, sorry, this, um, I know this is a tangent. I'm sorry, Ginger Meyer, because we've set your thing off, but this is, like, viewership me reacting to this.
1: Viewership is up around 20,000. Checkmate, Travis. Is it up? I thought, probably it was, just
0: gonna get, I thought it was down.
1: I think it's up because, this, like, the first round Robin's over. So, like, you get to the hype parts faster. Yeah,
0: I mean, I definitely I it, assume they have more viewable hours or viewing hours because they're broadcasting 50% more, but...
1: So from, I mean, these, these are the numbers I'm seeing here, but from spring 2020 on LEC from eSports charts, 270,000 average and LEC winter 2023, 289,000. Um, so, and it's going to get, get better, uh, I, I presume with the format moving forward into the more exciting parts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh I just really don't like that trade off.
1: And I don't no know. LCS I don't know to
0: enough to with, say that it's the new format that's increasing the viewership.
1: Well, it's obviously complicated because there. to the point is like people are saying, well, there's no LCS to compete with now. And so they have two days on the weekend because they have Saturday, Sunday, whereas before they had Friday, Saturday. But also they have Mondays now, you know, so like, yeah, that would maybe hit so the wait, average. It's like peak is up or average is up average those were average numbers peak is I down I mean
0: average being up when you're also broadcasting 50% like that is really good like their viewing hours must yeah. have gone up tremendously because not you've like normally if you split your broadcast out to 3 days you're going to assume that your average will go down because you're just broadcasting
1: more so that is although you're yeah, comparing well, so to I,
0: summer right
1: No spring Oh I do I do math correctly here
0: No 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 I know I just meant I just wasn't sure <laughs>
1: Um, yeah yeah um so viewable hours right now uh for l a c spring twenty twenty two through the whole thing, and this includes playoffs, and this includes their finals So like right now people are like are saying oh the the peak is down it's like well, you haven't hit your finals yet, so maybe people were talking about peak week one, I don't know whatever yeah. uh peak for twenty twenty spring was seven hundred twenty thousand. We'll see what winter ends up being during its finals um but in terms of viewable hours spring twenty twenty two was thirty six million point five, and uh this winter is oops hit the wrong button. Uh, fifteen point three. So it's like already halfway there, basically. Yeah.
0: How many more weeks? Which is
1: really good. Three. They they have two more uh, legs of this winter to go, and then there's also spring.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now
1: the question is, how will this hold up over the course of a whole year? Because the problem that you have is that viewership drops tremendously from spring to summer because people feel like they already watched this once. Right. So, so I don't so know you... what will happen in spring. like it's a very complicated topic. This sorry, I'm going down such a rabbit no, hole no, cuz no, I, no. I care it's so much about this stuff, but
0: it's I I find, you and I find this stuff very interesting. I don't know if the, the audience yeah. is probably resident sleeping, but um, <laughs> no it like it, it it like what if your summer now is way lower than your winter because you just it yeah. becomes like a sta- set of stairs where you're dropping down every time. Yeah,
1: Um, I mean, there's a lot of complicated stuff here that that we don't know the answer to. It's just kind of But it's a
0: fascinating experiment. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it is kind of nice that the LCS gets to kick back and just watch this for a year and see how it goes and then make decisions afterwards. But
1: we're we're running our own very interesting experiment. (laughs) Yes.
0: Uh, (laughs) Anyway, Uh, so yeah, no, I, I think I, look, I like the idea of a more condensed split. I don't know if I like the idea of three days. I do worry that fatigue could increase. Um, And I don't know if the LCS has, I don't know. Does the LEC feel like it has a deeper pool of teams and brands where like doing it over three days feels better than LCS would? i
1: don't know no not to me but i think the benefit is that you just get through these best of ones faster and it's only single round robin so like get rid of the each game garbo teams yeah you get rid of the garbo teams faster and each game matters more yeah Uh, so it just seems like a win-win to me because you don't like realistically at the end of a single round robin you're not that far off (laughs) you know (laughs) like Maybe a team that should be in playoffs isn't or a team that is in playoffs shouldn't be And the second round. Robin would have fixed that based off like hot starts or not, but you have an extra split now. So it's kind of like whatever.
0: Yeah. I Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 2023
1: LCS. Um... Garbo teams like Fnatic. Yeah. I mean, who wanted to watch them play?
0: I, maybe Fnatic not included. Uh, I you know I do wonder what the viewership was like for those like fanatic elimination matches like for people tuning in to be I like I have Ron, to
1: imagine this viewership went up because of that travesty you know we don't use that word
0: call. When I use that word explicitly I know me. you used it on fucking blame game recently and I mm-hmm. I need to talk to Juan about censoring certain words uh, all right Ginger Meyer, anything you want to shout out before look I. We, we completely took your take in a completely different direction. I don't know. I don't know if I like their formula yet. I have to figure it out. I, there are some things, especially ones that I learned in this call, that make me pretty concerned. And then there are some things that I think are pretty cool. Um, but So I don't know. But I, I appreciate the sentiment regardless. Anything that you want to shout out before we say goodbye?
7: Yes. Uh, I wanted to shout out that you inspired me to get the Stormlight Archive series. So I nice. started that. Nice. Uh Thank you for that. And I've uh, been to the live events and met you twice. So I hope to continue to meet you in person in the future. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I hope so too. Also, did you see that Brandon Sanderson dropped an amazing video with an amazing guest this past week on his YouTube channel?
7: I haven't yet, but I will be sure to.
0: You should go check it out.
1: It is a guest. This
7: guest will shock you. It's
0: probably the best guest that he has ever had on a YouTube video ever.
1: Um, As much as I am loathe to admit it, it was a good video. Like, there was good chemistry. You know, I think you two have a future together. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I just want to play magic with them now. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was I mean, that, that was a pretty cool moment. Um, it's actually, it's a really cool moment. Anyway, thank you, Judge Meyer, for the call. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. It was so funny too, because Mark, did I, we didn't even talk about it. Cause I think I sent it to you and you were a little salty
1: at first. Um, but no, you sent it to me. And I just, I just couldn't watch it. You're like, did you see the new Brandon Sanderson video? I think I was just busy. So I was okay. like, no, shut up. And yeah. then when I did watch it, finally, I was like, okay, this was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah. I, the funniest thing about it is like in the morning, whenever I don't have like an early meeting or something like that, I, uh, open my laptop and do like an hour uh, work, work from my bed for like an hour. Probably not good for my posture. But, um, and I watch, I go through the YouTube videos that got uploaded and, um, I was like, oh, new Brandon Sanderson video dropped. Oh, I get to watch this. And so then I was like, oh, wait.
1: Uh, it's me. Let me, let me had, check the I analytics on it. Is it underperforming his channel?
0: I didn't know it was going to drop. No, it's doing, I think it's, I compared it to Five Favorites. Daniel Green's Five Favorites video crushed it, but I'm already outpacing some of the other Five Favorites. So I'll take it. It's not bad.
5: Hmm.
1: What? Looks like a looks like a bit of a dud here. No, maybe, go look maybe, maybe at his other five to favorites.
0: Anymore. I'm doing fine with it. And I haven't even I haven't even posted it to my community tab yet. So oh, it's up to 53k now. Listen, listen. It's do that's pretty good for his channel. Okay. It's better than his podcast. Oh, Mark, you want to go
1: grab the next caller? We should stop. righty I, I left way long ago. Where do you think I was? I wasn't listening to you.
0: Thank you to to Jewel Brother. Welcome to the show. Uh, Where are you calling from?
8: Hey, I'm calling from Phoenix, Arizona.
0: Phoenix, Arizona. What do you want to talk about on the show?
8: Uh, I want to talk about CLG. So on the dive, Kobe was mentioning how he talked to the GM for CLG and how one of their goals this year is to try and not be as high volatility as they were last year. But I think that's a huge mistake. Because... CLG in general is not a team that's going to be able to match up pound for pound with some of the top teams in the league. Like, as good as Luger is, he will never be better than Berserker. He's not going to be better than any of the other top teams, like 80 carries. So basically, I think the best way CLG should win is just to embrace the fact that, all right, we need to think creatively, and sometimes that will involve a high volatility kind of a style. And sometimes you might fall down face first trying to fight against Immortals with, you know, Palafox, Irelia, which didn't go well. But I don't want them to just like be like, okay, we lost to Immortals when we were trying to do something kind of unique and special. I want to just, you know, 360, let's just follow the meta, do everything we're supposed to do, and hope for the best. Because I think that's just kind of how they've done things before, and I don't think that's going to work.
0: First off, I glossed over the fact that you were in Phoenix, because I literally just flew from there today. Um, I was there this morning. I went to Glendale. Secondly... This is an interesting take. I missed this part of the dive, Mark, so you're going to have to... I don't know if you can expand on it a little bit.
1: Uh, I I don't think there's too much to expand on. It's just um, thus far this year, CLG has won some games by going really late. Um, They've lost some games, so they've gone for some interesting drafts. Uh, Both their games this weekend had interesting drafts. It wasn't like the Seraphine... um, uh karma one was like late game in particular it's more like a mid game ball comp kind of thing uh but either way both times they had interesting drafts both times they lost and you know they won with their silver comp and so um i think there's a lot of people who have strong opinions about the direction that just a silver clg comp should lull. be taking just a silver comp lol
0: so it's like a seven-year-old meme i think um
8: if you think about how it's an
0: old meme
1: sure. but Harold, what's up sir
8: Like, during playoffs last year, they were playing, like, Yone and Akali, and they were having Palafox on the Talia and Galia when no one else was doing that. And it worked really well. They took C9 to 5 games with that.
0: Mark, if you were coaching CLG, how would you... I'd quit. Oh. You know, last week, you defended them while I expressed skepticism. This week, after their 0-2, you don't even want to coach this team.
1: You think I can work with a player like Palafox and Dokla, those egomaniacs?
0: They seem pretty chill. No way. (laughs) Um, Uh, No, okay. But how would you approach finding success with these five guys?
1: It's hard to tell, you know, without being directly in scrims, but uh, watching their games, I feel like they're flexible enough to actually kind of do both. And it's like, Maybe that's dumb. But I think depending on the team they're playing against, they can kind of go either way. Like, if I'm playing Team Liquid and I'm the CLG team, I don't want to do a hands match versus them. I would love to pick a silver comp. And, like, Team Liquid does not look clean. And let's just outscale them because they're going to fuck up their... their like Team Liquid's wins have not been clean. Uh, They'll make some big throws, you know? Like, when I play Team Liquid, if I'm the CLG coach, I'm like, we're drafting more late game. Uh, But if I play, you know, maybe... EG they went late against and EG was was not being super clear in their mid game either so i think it, it kind of makes sense there but like if i'm playing flyquest i'm burger flipping that fucking game dude i am not going 20 minutes with prince on zeri you know like that's just a cursed idea so i think this team from what we've seen over the last summer split and now here like i i think they're versatile enough to kind of like tailor their approach to their their enemies um and i think that's why the the C9 game kind of made sense uh from a, a tactics level I think the Immortals one. Maybe you can just go late game versus Immortals. We haven't seen anything particularly impressive out of them, but uh, you know, I don't know that. Maybe that's cowardly, and you want to like practice your hyphy stuff against people on stage. So, uh,
0: so Hammy O W in the chat, who has commented twice in the Twitch chat, once back in December, and now. Says, why have I heard this guy on every episode I've watched, and he's always meat writing CLG? I assume he's talking about you, Mark, or they're talking about you.
1: (laughs) Um, Wait, we need a follow-up now from Hammy Overwatch. Like, Uh, which one are you talking about? Because if you're, he's definitely talking about Dual Brother. We can just figure out though. Dual Brother, have you ever been on before?
8: I've like posted in pleb topics, but I've never been on the
0: show before. Okay, I think Hammy's talking about you, Mark. Every episode he's watched, he's heard you, and he's wondering why it is. And that he's he's
1: posted twice, so we can confirm at minimum it's two episodes. Yes,
0: yes, yeah. So Mark is a frequent guest on my show, Hammy, to answer your question. So you're going to see him
1: from time to time. I'm a, not a guest. I'm a co-host. I'm <laughs> I'm a critical part of this and show. You know what? He All is right? always
0: quote unquote meat writing CLG. Now that I think about it, you know, like that's.
1: I bet if you asked. The CLG players, they would not feel like their meat's been ridden by me. Okay, let's
0: let's end that analogy, first off. Uh, Secondly.
1: I couldn't even say it, dude. I started laughing before I even finished the sentence. That's a good question. Next next time you have an interview with CLG, one of their players, dude, you have to fucking ask them this. And then they'll be like, what the fuck did you just ask? And then you'll have to explain the context all right
0: so your response to dual brother is why not both it sounds like
1: yeah i think selectively depending on your opponent i think both styles can can work for clg and uh i don't have a super strong like a lot of these guys do have flexibility so yeah Yeah, let's do it
0: uh does that what do you think dual brother any any retorts
8: the only thing I would say is that I don't mind, like, picking scaling. Like, that's not, like, just don't be a meta-slave. Don't just try to beat FlyQuest at their own game. Like, if you're if you're going up at a best-of-five against FlyQuest or 100 Thieves, like, don't just put Palafox on a control mage against Bjergsen and That's not going to work. You're going to need to try something different.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to uh, shout out before we say goodbye?
8: I need like 20 seconds of justice from Mark. Last year on the dive, I had an anchor question where I asked if the LCS LCS finals was split up into three days of best of threes. How would that change the game? And I think you had the most disingenuous answer possible where you were like, well, the Super Bowl is only on one day. So, you know, this couldn't work. And it's like the only reason why the Super Bowl is one day and one game is because the players would be physically incapable of doing more than that. So, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Thank you. That's it.
0: Wait. So, who were you blowing up? Me?
1: I think no, he was why? blowing me up because. But he said justice for I Mark. Said this...
8: No, well, justice from Mark. So, yeah.
1: Oh. anyways. Just... I mean, that terminology could use a little work. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a good counterpoint. Uh, my my counter counterpoint is that finals venues need to get rented out and paid for, and they're expensive. And getting the times to do that takes a long time. And, uh, yeah, it still wouldn't make sense. The people who do extended best of threes back and forth uh own those arenas if you're looking at traditional sports models you'd have to financially make it viable i don't i think that was the point i was making with the super bowl being a, a big event uh maybe i i don't remember what i said i could be wrong yeah
8: no no i i agree with you it's wildly impractical it's mostly just a thought experiment i just wanted to point out that small thing
0: you just got schooled mark anyway thank you so much still brother Damn, we'll dude. The next time. Yeah, Okay. Bye. All right, that is the show. Mark Zeroman, what do you got for us? What do you want to plug? Uh, You've got a great blame game that came out today where you're doing some great blitz
1: mode. Yeah, I just had a bunch of topics that I wanted to cover this week um, and I wanted to get through them faster. And um, that was one reason. The other reason, which you kind of know about, I've been hardcore DJing uh, YouTube analytics and stuff recently um and i binged a bunch of videos and i realized that like for things like the content i'm making like uh setup and payoff is kind of dead and you just kind of do the thing you know so i wanted to try a um a faster paced version of that where like i do less time introing hey guys welcome back to the blame game and i spend less time being like this week these people said this in response to this game blah you know like I, I want to try and trim the fat as much as I could. That is why um, this I killed is a, a way to do that.
0: I killed a lot of uh, the like. I used to have that black screen where like the logo played and like yep. s- like all this stuff. And I, I a couple years ago, I was just like, how can we get to player answering like player talking as fast as possible? Um, and so for a while, I tried to cut like even explaining what day or whatever it was, but people got annoyed with that, so. I went back to being like, oh, here, Project body anywhere Day, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, it is people want to get into the action. Uh, and and I do that now because there was like a thing where it's like skip the first 60 seconds of every YouTube video for a while. People were saying that.
1: Yeah, it, there was a, what was that effect called? It was, um, there, there, was a, there was a name for it, but yeah, you would click in 30 seconds or 45 seconds into every video.
0: Yeah, because that's where it actually starts.
1: The Wadsworth Constant, yeah yeah either way yeah so i mean like that's been dead for a while so anyways i i tried to do a faster version of that i think it went pretty well um probably do some more of that only note for myself is talk slower because i've been watching everything at 2x speed and i feel like it's oh, rubbing dude. off on me as a human it's so
0: rough and you know you and i live in california where we talk faster than like most of the country and so let alone like non-english speakers that are in other uh, or non-english yeah. primary speakers they're just like what is this guy saying Anyway, uh, thanks everyone for watching. I know we did this on a different day than we normally do. Uh, we I'm gonna stick around because I've got a surprise test that I'm gonna we're gonna look at the assembly of it. Uh, it's not completely done yet. Uh, there's no music and stuff like that, but we can take a look and see what we think, and uh, that should be fun. And then also we will I'll do some other stuff on stream. It'll be great. Either way, thanks everybody. Uh, we'll be back to our regular scheduled time next week. And go look at my Brandon Sanderson video on his channel because it's about video games. It's not about even about his writing or his books or anything like that. So it's just a really fun video. Mark said it's good. Bye.